Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome in to underground sports philadelphia episode number 365 it's the one year show in terms of number and how many days there are in a year no because if you're a real one and you've been rocking with us you know we've been doing this for almost five years uh but it's episode number 365 a little eagles post game gathering of the thoughts episode um We'll touch on some Phillies things as well, because a couple coaching changes are on the way. Uh, but the Eagles end up losing to the Chiefs, which we kind of all sort of expected. I don't know why a lot of people were shocked by the outcome of the game. Um, it was a winnable game, which I think shocked a lot of people. There was a chance for the Eagles to win this game if they execute it properly. But with that being said, we'll get into everything from the game we'll get into why I think Andy Reid deserves more credit and the potential title of being the greatest coach of all time in NFL history and uh, like I said we'll get into some Phillies things too but before we get started big thank you to our sponsors Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated who just re-upped with us very happy to have them back on board we appreciate their support and them Believing in our vision that we have for this company. Uh, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the absolute goats. Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And guys, of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Sure, it's fall, you know, summer came and went, but Tomahawk Shades ain't stopping. They're doing the damn thing each and every day doesn't matter what season it is. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Check out everything they have to offer from their sunglasses, their blue light glasses, the watches, the small batch collective, the fall apparel collection is live. It's running. They got new shirts and hoodies available in that fall apparel collection tab under the small batch collective. So go to TomahawkShades.com. And when you go to check out, use our promo code USP. You get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. From the homies at Tomahawk Shades, our friends at Stateside, Urban Craft Vodka. I'm sure the Eagles had a ton of you cracking open those vodka soda party packs this weekend. You guys can go to statesidevodka.com, check out the vodka sodas. They've got the eight pack, the vodka soda party pack available now. It was sold out for like a month and a half because you crazies went and got those bad boys and supported our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You can also get the Stateside Vodka Soda single flavor four packs. You can get 
the limited edition uh, Black Label Bourbon. And you can support us by getting the one liter bottles of vodka in your cart. And when you go to check out, use promo code USP to get 10% off those bad boys. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia and our entire company. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com, check out the beer, check out the shop because they've got tons of things in stock. The Beer Golf back in stock, uh, the Kenwood Beer Golf Glassware, it's only $5. You can't beat it. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and you can also use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap uh, so you can... uh, Enjoy responsibly while you're watching this Eagles team all season long. Go to KenwoodBeard.com. Use that Kenny tracker. And you got to be 21 or older to purchase and consume an ice-cold Kenny. And, of course, please drink responsibly. All right, so let's get into this game. The Eagles lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 42-30. to It was a close game in that first quarter. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It was close there, and it was kind of close going into halftime. It was only a one-possession game. It was 21-13. to um, There were plenty of opportunities for this Eagles team to win this game. I think your biggest, your two biggest issues is this offense is just still looking for an identity. It's still very stagnant, still can't move the ball. Uh, outside of Jalen Hurts, who had one of his best games we've seen from him at the pro level, going 32-48 of 48 for 387 yards and two touchdowns passing, along with eight rushes for 47 yards rushing. Um, the the biggest issue is like the, the penalties continue to kill this team offensively and defensively, whether it's Andre Dillard or Derek Barnett, it's always those two. It's always those two guys. Like, whenever you saw a flag get thrown on Sunday, you automatically knew the number getting called was 77 or 96 and the occasional 94 because Josh Sweat had some stupid penalties. Like, that was the... (laughs) That was, like, the pre-assumed notion was that it was those dudes committing the penalties. And when it's Andre Dillard, it's getting you out of field... it's, It's kicking you out of touchdown range. It's killing drives. And it forces the Eagles to go and kick three field goals, uh, which Jake Elliott went three for three, and he's now like second all time in field goals made uh, in Eagles history, and like he's climbing up the ranks in points and everything. So congrats to Jake. But like Jake Elliott's longest field goal of this game was 31 yards, so everything else was inside 31 yards for the other two. Those are opportunities that you should not be having to kick the ball and you should be easily getting into the end zone. You take those nine points off the board and convert that to 21 points. The Eagles win this game 51 to 42. Like, think of it that way. There's the settling for field goals three times with inside, you know, the red zone and, and the longest being 31 yards. You, you just killed yourself time after time with penalties. And it showed up, and I feel like not enough people are talking about just the drive-killing penalties um, that that forced this team to kick field goals rather than go for touchdowns. You, you had field goals in the first three quarters instead of touchdowns. Like, easily, first quarter could have been 14-7. 
Should have been tie ball game going into halftime. Should have been even scores uh, after the third quarter. And, I mean, there was just so many missed opportunities, so many squandered drives because of penalties. And just, like, drive-killing runs and just weird play calling. And, I mean, Devontae Smith was very involved. This is the first time we really saw the tight ends get involved in the offense big time. Both Zacherts and Dallas Goddard having over 55 yards receiving. Goddard scores the touchdown. Had a touchdown called back because of a stupid penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty. Uh, Devontae Smith had a touchdown called back because he stepped out of bounds. We need to know our boundaries, fellas. We need to know where we are on the field. We can't be stepping out of bounds once in a season. Now twice. Like That's just inexcusable. The discipline on this team is at an all-time low that I've seen that I can remember in my lifetime from Eagles football. They are just so undisciplined on both sides of the ball. And it has been a, a big reason as to why this team has started one and three rather than like two and two or three and one, however you want to dice it up. But the the lack of attention to discipline and attention to detail has shot this team in the foot time and time and time again. And it, it makes it almost unwatchable. Like, it, it almost makes this team unwatchable with how frustrating it is that they just continue week after week after week to commit these stupid, dumb penalties that are so preventable that shouldn't be happening in the first place. And yet we find ourselves on pace to break an NFL record for most penalties in a season. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new tv and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts Like, that's where we are right now. That is the the narrative of this team right now, is the amount of stupid, dumb penalties they commit is on pace to break an NFL record. The positives, though, like, this team's getting the young guys involved. Uh, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager had a nice punt return. <laughs> he went forward. Uh Kenneth Gainwell looks very explosive, which is super intriguing to see how things continue to play out with this offense and Miles Sanders' lack of effectiveness over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Super cool to see Devontae Smith get his first 100-yard receiving game. And uh, the reason the Eagles lost this game is, is the stupid mistakes. They just continue to do it to themselves, like I said. And it's not going to fix itself. You've got to be more disciplined 
than you have been uh, pretty much all season. The stupid penalties have been going since the Atlanta game. Like it's it's not like a new occurrence. It's not something that just popped up last week. This has been a full season thing. It needs to be addressed. Hopefully this week, like the coaching staff realizes, there are issues with uh, these penalties and everything, and it's costing us games because the schedule does not get any easier moving forward. Um, so hopefully that gets addressed and things get fixed. Earlier in the week, I think the Eagles tried to use it as motivation, but obviously didn't work. Uh, LaShawn McCoy officially retires as an Eagle. Shady's the franchise's all-time leading rusher, two-time Super Bowl champion, once with the Chiefs, once with the Bucks. Um, very cool to see him get that, that opportunity to retire as an Eagle. Uh, I saw a ton of tweets, too, when the announcement happened and everything. Like, still can't believe Chip Kelly traded LaShawn McCoy. Uh, he deserved better, blah, blah, blah. Sure, would I have loved to have seen Shady just play his entire career here? Absolutely. Um, but here's the thing, guys. If Chip Kelly doesn't trade, and I've been saying this for years. It's kind of almost like I love using the Doctor Strange, you know, 1 in 14 million outcome uh if chip kelly doesn't trade LaShawn mccoy to the buffalo bills the eagles don't win the super bowl they don't win the super bowl because the eagles traded LaShawn mccoy for kiko alonzo the eagles traded kiko alonzo a couple years later uh to the miami dolphins along with byron maxwell to get that number eight pick in the 2017 NFL draft. They then use that number eight pick to move up to number two to draft Carson Wentz, who then had an MVP, or I'm sorry, the 2016 NFL draft, uh, who then Carson Wentz in 2017 obviously had the MVP-esque season that he did before getting hurt, and then he gets hurt, Nick Foles comes in, and the rest is history, and the Eagles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So the you you can while you while we all wish Shady was was going to be able to finish his career here. If he did, I don't know if the Eagles ever end up winning a Super Bowl. So you can thank LaShawn McCoy for the Eagles winning a Super Bowl because without that trade to Buffalo, the Eagles don't have the chain of events occur that allow them to go on and win Super Bowl 52. But my final thoughts on this game is the Eagles are exactly where we predicted them to be in the preseason when we did our our record prediction. Matt and I both said they'd probably go 1-3 to start the year, and that's exactly where they're at. We didn't know where the one win would come from. We both kind of assumed it would be Atlanta, but... They're one and three. They're a one and three football team. That you are what your record says you are. That's what they played like. Good they have been. Uh in better opportunities to make their record better? Absolutely. There's plenty of teams in the NFL this at this point in the season. We're a quarter of the way through the season pretty much. Plenty of teams are quote unquote playing better than their record says they are, but your record says what you are. And if your record says you're one and three you're one and three, and that's how the cookie crumbles. Like, there's no 
other way to like chop that up. And the Eagles are a one in three football team, and that's totally fine. Like, if you had expectations of this team being a playoff team this year, you're you're living in a fantasy land. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There was just no... No reason for anybody to believe that this Eagles team going into this year was going to be a playoff team. Um, were there, you know, high hopes for that? Absolutely. Like, was there potential for it? Absolutely. But right now, they're not a playoff team. Right now, they don't look like a playoff team. Will they figure it out and potentially be one? Sure. But right now, they're not, and that's that's totally okay. You got outplayed by by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who you can't make dumb mistakes if you want to beat them. Uh, you know, you let Tyreek Hill get 11 catches for 186 yards and three touchdowns in this game. That's where they killed you. Every other receiving uh, option on this Chiefs offense was held under 25 yards. Plain and simple. You let Clyde Edwards-Alaire run for over 100 yards on you. Every other running, every other play that recorded rushing stats under 45 yards. Daryl Williams had 42 on 10 carries and a touchdown. But Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes absolutely killed you. Um, and that's where you are. You're a one in three football team. And you lost to a coach who I am starting to believe starting to tell myself he's the greatest coach in NFL history that's Andy Reid Andy Reid I think does not get enough credit does not get enough look and does not get enough discussion as the greatest coach of all time everybody brings up Bill Walsh because he re he revolutionized the NFL I think we're past that um Bill Walsh, great coach. Don't think he's the greatest coach of all time. And then everybody goes to Bill Belichick. Because he's got all the Super Bowl rings with the Patriots. He did all this and that. His accolades speak for themselves. Yada, yada, yada. But let us not forget. Bill Belichick spent five seasons in Cleveland. Where he went 36-44. and 44. I'm not saying that that is all his fault. I'm also saying he had one winning season in 1994, and that's when he went 11-5. and five. Every other season, losing record. Andy Reid has been one of the greatest examples of consistency and adaptability in NFL history. Even if you kick it back to when he was a coordinator in Green Bay, like he got the most out of the guys he was coaching. He ends up getting a Super Bowl ring. Then he comes to the Eagles in 1999. Goes 5 and 11 in his first year. 
but then from 2000 to 2004 doesn't lose more than five games. Just simply doesn't. Doesn't lose more than five games. Goes 11-5, and 11-5, 12-4, 12-4, 13-3, the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, and sure, they lost to Bill Belichick. But then the Eagles and Andy Reid, they come off that 6-10 and 10 season in 2005. They go 10-6 and 6 in 2006. They go 8-8 eight and eight in 2007, 9-6-1 in 2008 on their way to another NFC Championship game appearance. They go 11 and 5 in 2009, 10 and 6 in 2010, 8 and 8 in 2011, and then 4 and 12 ultimately in Andy Reid's final season as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and that was his downfall uh you know ending his his time in Philadelphia. He immediately gets hired by the Kansas City Chiefs like a week later, I think. Um he goes 11 and 5 in his first year in Kansas City. Then the Chiefs go 9-7 in 2014, and since then, the Chiefs have not lost more than six games, having gone 11-5, 12-4, 10-6, and winning a Super Bowl, 14-2 and and getting back to the Super Bowl, and they're currently 2-2 two two this season, um, but we all assume that the Chiefs will be figuring things out and finish with a winning record this year. So in Andy Reid's career coaching as a head coach, he has only had one, two, three losing seasons in his head coaching career. He's also had uh, two 8-8 seasons, and every other season has been a winning season. He's got a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs as a head coach. He's got a Super Bowl ring from his time in Green Bay. He's got the numerous NFC Championship game appearances, plus another Super Bowl appearance. He's been to the Super Bowl three times as a head coach. Five NFC Championship game appearances. Um, What more can you say about Andy Reid? He is one of the most successful head coaches the NFL has ever seen. He's now recorded 100 victories, including the playoffs, with two franchises becoming the only coach in NFL history to do that. Um, He's got a winning playoff record at 32, or I'm sorry, at 17 and 15 in 32 playoff games. Um, You know, the, the accolades just continue to grow and grow and grow for Andy Reid. His coaching tree speaks for itself. The awards that he's been able to win are just incredible. Um, He is, without a doubt in my mind, like I am fully convinced and will listen to anybody sit down and, and make the argument that Andy Reid is the greatest coach in NFL history of all time. The The numbers speak for themselves. I brought up Belichick. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six losing seasons in his career, including last season. 
We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. He's got 281 wins in his career. Andy Reid has 223. Belichick's been coaching for four more years than Andy. Um, And sure, Belichick's got the Super Bowl rings, yada, yada, yada. But again, how much of that was Brady? How much of that was Belichick? How much, you know, give and take is there? Andy Reid's adaptability throughout his NFL coaching career, coaching Donovan McNabb, for the majority of his time in Philadelphia, coaching Michael Vick, uh, you know, having to adapt with backup quarterbacks from A.J. Feely to Coy Detmer to Jeff Garcia, uh, you know, to Mike McMahon <laughs> the year Mc, uh, Diamond McNabb got hurt in 2005 when the Eagles went 6-10, and 10, uh, to then working with Alex Smith and, and getting the most out of him after the trade. Uh, the Chiefs made to get him from San Francisco to now Patrick Mahomes. You know, the the way Andy Reid has been able to just work with what's in front of him, not rely on a system, but rely on the players that he has at his disposal and fit them into the puzzle rather than fit the puzzle into the player speaks for itself. It's it's truly remarkable what Andy Reid has been able to do in his NFL career as a head coach. And we all know he's not done. Like Andy still wants more. He wants to taste more victory. The Chiefs, you know, sure they're 2 and 2 right now, but who's to say they don't turn things around and go on a Super Bowl run? Like Andy Reid is doing something so unprecedented that it was only fitting he gets his 100th career win with his second team as a head coach in the city, in the stadium that he essentially helped build and, and give recognition to um, on Sunday when he notched his 100th career win as Chiefs head coach against the Eagles with LaShawn McCoy in attendance. It was only fitting. like It, it was too storybook for that not to happen. Um, I feel like it wasn't talked about enough because we had the whole Brady return to New England. But Andy Reid notching his 100th career win with the Chiefs, having 130 career wins with the Eagles. Like, I don't know if Andy will get to that 130 mark or not. He's currently uh, at 100, obviously, so he's got to get 30 more wins, which probably adds up to, you know, the way the Chiefs play, another season and a half, so he might get it. Who knows, though? Um, but I don't agree with what Patrick Mahomes said after Sunday's game. He said that people will remember Andy Reid more as a Chief than they will as an Eagle. Um, I don't agree with that. I, I think Andy Reid is one of those very rare circumstances, and I tweeted this out uh, today. 
you know, Andy Reid's one of those rare circumstances that he's been so successful throughout his career that I think he'll be remembered for both destinations when his career comes to a close, which not many athletes or coaches can say that. So that speaks, uh, to it's a testament to what Andy's been able to do in his NFL careers that I personally think, and I think a lot of people think he'll be remembered as a Philadelphia Eagles head coach and as a Kansas City Chiefs head coach. And I think the one thing that'll get forgotten is that he was in Green Bay. Um, but I mean, I don't know how many more years Andy will coach. Uh, he's currently 63 years old, so I'm sure he'll want to keep on chugging along as long as he's able to. Um, but I mean, what an incredible career Andy has carved out for himself. And, you know, was it time for the Eagles to move on after the 2012 season when they went 4-12? and Potentially. Who knows? It's also one of those things that if the Eagles don't move on from Andy, do they ever win a Super Bowl? Um, I, I am forever a fan of Andy Reid. No matter where he is, uh, I will always support him and, and root for him. He He's the coach that I like grew up with. That was my childhood Eagles coach. So that's my guy through and through. And um, it's really cool seeing him succeed. You know, and, and on top of everything else, like, he's doing this in another conference. Like, he did everything he did with the Eagles in the NFC. Now he's doing everything he's doing with the Chiefs in the AFC. Like, just think about, think about that. I don't think we're giving enough credit to the career of Andy Reid. And I think we start, we need to give him his flowers way sooner than I think people realize. He has been one of the most creative, innovative adaptable players type of coach, head coach, that you could ever dream of. I think if you think of the dream head coach to to conjure up, mold, and put in front of a group of players, it's Andy Reid. Hands down. Andy Reid is my GOAT, and this is all my Eagles fandom bias aside. Just looking at career accolades, looking at the way Andy has been able to trek through his NFL career, handle adversity on and off the field. He has been an absolute rock star. And I don't think he gets enough credit because he's coaching in the same era as Bill Belichick, who just so happened to win six Super Bowls. I don't know if I'm right. Don't know if I'm wrong. But that's where I stand on that, is that there is an argument to be had, and I am willing to make that argument, that Andy Reid is the greatest coach of all time. I don't think trophies and championships should signify your legitimacy and your candidacy as the greatest of all time. I think we overdo that argument with players enough, and I think we do it with coaches. Sure. At the end of the day, do you want to win? Absolutely. Do you want to win championships? That's what it's all about. But also at the end of the day, look at the the full resume. And I think people forget about Bill Belichick's time in Cleveland. And I I don't think we put enough attention to 
the symbiotic relation between Brady and Belichick and how much that relationship really resulted in all of those championships. Where Andy Reid has been able to be successful wherever he's gone with multiple quarterbacks, different coordinators, different coaching staffs, different players. I just think it's something to consider, and I think it's something that truly needs to be talked about, Um, especially now, especially now, after Andy notched his 100th career win as Kansas City Chiefs head coach. Couldn't be happier for Andy. Sure, did it come at the expense of the Eagles? It was kind of expected coming into the season that that was going to happen. Did we expect the Chiefs to be... You know, two and two, and and this would be the the spot where Andy gets that win. Probably not, but it's storybook and textbook enough to know that it was going to happen. And uh, super happy for Andy. And uh, I know it's not the last one that he's gonna notch. That's for sure, <laughs> because that Chiefs team is very very good. And uh, yeah. But I'm I'm willing to to take on and and sit down and argue that Andy Reid is the greatest head coach in NFL history with anybody. So let's have that argument. So the final bit of news that I'm going to touch on for this episode is the Phillies. Um, Matt and I will definitely be discussing their season at nauseum on Wednesday night show, but they made some announcements uh, on Sunday that they will be parting ways with Joe Dillon and uh, who is their hitting coach and infield coach Juan Castro. They will not return next year for the Phillies. Uh, missing the playoffs for a 10th consecutive season and uh, – Assistant hitting coach Pedro Guerrero is also free to leave as Dylan's successor will be able uh, to handpick his own right-hand coach. Phillies lineup this season, they rank 13th in runs scored. Um, Just, it was a weird season hitting-wise for the Phillies. Like, sometimes they get hot, sometimes they would just, like, be horrendous. Like, Didi Gregorius was terrible this year. Bohm was awful this year. Um, and just like everybody outside of like Bryce was just very inconsistent. Uh, Joe Dillon was originally brought on in November of 2019 uh, as part of Joe Girardi's staff. Prior to that, he obviously was the Nationals, uh, was on the Nationals coaching staff, Castro was also hired in November of 2019. Castro had been part of the organization before then, obviously serving as a minor league infield coordinator, and he was also part of Roy Halladay's uh, perfect game. He was the third baseman who made the throw over to Ryan Howard. Uh, And, I mean, Joe Girardi's got one year left on his contract. Phillies have a, a club option for 2023, but I just don't see how they bring Joe Girardi back after that. He has been so lackluster and so just not anywhere close to what you expected from Joe Girardi. And I think Joe Dillon and and Castro getting fired um, 
you know, Juan Castro, Joe Dillon. Did the, the body of work kind of speak for itself for them to get fired? Probably. Like, the infield defense was atrocious, especially on that shortstop third base side. The, the hitting this year was so inconsistent, so just up and down, mostly down. So, I mean, it, it obviously speaks to why they got fired. Um, and we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, the Phillies have so many other glaring issues outside of their hitting coach and their infield coach that those two getting fired and replaced by whoever the organization or whoever Joe Girardi chooses to replace them with is not going to make a world of difference, to be honest. Let's be honest here. Let's 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 think logically and realize that whoever comes in to be the hitting coach, unless it is like uh, a reincarnation of Babe Ruth combined with Barry Bonds combined with you know, some of the greatest hitters of all time, it's not going to make a world of difference who the Phillies bring in. Um, so, I mean, don't get overly worried or excited either way with where uh, things shake out for the Phillies with these hirings, but it is pretty telling that, like, parts of the coaching staff continue to turn over under Joe Girardi. And it's just the same old song and dance. It's like, you know, you take one step forward and you take ten steps back. It has not been a very fun era of Phillies baseball under Joe Girardi. Especially now knowing Gabe Kapler's Giants won 107 games with Darren Ruff in the lineup regularly. And they are the number one seed uh, in the National League playoffs. And will be competing for a World Series while the Phillies are on their couches watching it uh, for a 10th consecutive year. The last time the Phillies made the playoffs, guys, Matt and I were juniors in high school. Or I'm sorry, we were seniors in high school because it would have been the fall of 2011. Um, we were. It was our senior year of high school the last time the Phillies made the playoffs. That 2011 magical, you know, four aces plus Joe Blanton, full house rotation, you go get Hunter Pence, the let's go eat. That's the last time the Phillies made the playoffs. Like, it's just absolutely wild to think that there was an opportunity, although it didn't happen, and I'm kind of sad it didn't happen, um, that the Mariners could have made the playoffs and made a playoff appearance before the Phillies. And the Mariners have the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball right now. Phillies have the longest in the National League. Mariners have the longest in all of baseball. And just an absolutely disgusting MLB playoff bracket. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you already term, know. I think that's we, how it always goes. Like, like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Oh, 
Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Ben's time. What's up? We're back. And just teams in the postseason this year. It's so gross if you're a Phillies fan. It's so gross. Like we have a wild card matchup in the American League. Fucking Red Sox Yankees. And in the National League it's Dodgers Cardinals. Just absolute gag. Gag me with a spoon. Um, the 2-3 in both the AL and NL, respectively. White Sox, who I don't hate the team, can't stand Tony La Russa. He's a scumbag sleazeball. Uh, and they're going up against the Houston... Like I wish you could flip-flop the managers. I don't mind Dusty Baker. If he was the White Sox manager and LaRusso was the Astros manager, I would 1,000% be getting behind the White Sox in this playoff uh, for 2021. But you get Houston and the White Sox, and then Tampa Bay is the one seed in the American League, which I think that's the team I'll be rooting for <laughs> overall. Um, and then in the National League, like I said, it's Dodgers-Cardinals. The 2-3 is the Braves and the Brewers, just... Ugh, gross. And then the one seed Giants play the winner of the Dodgers Cardinals game. I just that whole National League side of the bracket is just such such a gag fest if you're a Phillies fan. And then Yankees Red Sox is just gross. Like Twitter's gonna be unbearable the day of that wild card game. Uh Sox Astros will at least be like entertaining to watch, but those teams, blech. Tampa Bay, like, is the one, like, non, <laughs> like, gross, pull your hair out, has scumbags on the team type of deal. Like, at least I can root for Wander Franco. Um, But, man, just a yucky playoff if you're a Phillies fan. And the Phillies finish 82-80. and 80. Just gross. What a gross baseball season this was. Um, There's a lot to be fixed about this Phillies team going into the offseason. Don't know how much of it will be fixed. Um, but we will get into breaking down the 2021 Phillies season on Wednesday show, along with more Sixers nonsense and uh, more Eagles as well, as we are in store for two games this coming week against the Panthers on Sunday and then a short week turnaround Thursday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. What a fun time. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you are following us on social media at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also follow the Facebook page, facebook.com. Just search underground sports, Philadelphia. It should pop up, uh, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. You can also follow the Twitch channel does really help us be a friend, tell a friend, check out the website, underground sports, philadelphia.com for all of our written content and please, guys, subscribe, 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 subscribe to the podcast feed. Uh, and if it is on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. 
Let us know how you're feeling about this Eagles team right now, how you're feeling about the Phillies heading into the offseason, anything else in between. Sixers, Flyers, Union, let us know in the podcast reviews. We will read them. Survivor things, leave it in the podcast reviews. That reminds me, Wednesday nights, uh, after our main show, Survivor's on 8 to 9. We're going to try and, and aim to have like a live Twitter spaces every Wednesday night, like a 45-minute to an hour Twitter spaces, talk about the episode of Survivor, and uh, break that all down, and follow Buffs and Snuffs on Twitter, and also follow the newest member of uh, the Underground crew, our intern slash newest member we brought on board, Brittany Wilbur, um, at Brittany K. Wilbur, W-I-L-B-U-R-B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y, be sure to follow her, blow up her Twitter, and uh, get her some followers. Very excited to have Brittany on board and joining our crew. She's been doing a whole bunch of social media stuff, uh, content-wise, and it, it's going to be very exciting to have her part of the crew. So be sure to follow her on Twitter, uh, at Brittany K. Wilbur. And like I said, subscribe to the podcast, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Five stars only because we got standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. You can also follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, check out the website for all of our written content, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick, Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP to get 25% off your order at checkout. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the Vodka Soda Party Packs at StatesideVodka.com. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap. you got to be 21 or older, though. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 365 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy, KB. Till next time, I am signing off. Peace. Peace.